This podcast is brought to you by Spotlight Branding. Whether your firm only gets a few referrals or it's 100% of your business, you have the opportunity to double your referrals through educational, informative content. The pros at Spotlight Branding can help you create that content through blogging, videos, email newsletters, and more, all designed to help you increase your referrals and attract the kinds of clients you want to work with. Visit spotlightbranding.com slash pod to learn more. That's spotlightbranding.com slash P-O-D. This is Center Stage, putting your firm in the spotlight by highlighting business owners and other industry experts to help take your firm to the next level. Hey everyone, and welcome to Center Stage. I'm your host, John Henson, and this week we are focusing on a crucial part of your law firm and one that can really impact the ROI of your marketing, and that is your intake team. And specifically, we're going to talk this week about how you can build an effective intake team for your firm. And joining us to help us do that is Chris Mullins. Uh, she was on the show, gosh, probably, I think it was probably sometime last year, um, you know, just talking about the, the reception role and that front end role. And so she joins us here to talk again about building a, a really effective intake team. So Chris, thanks for joining us once again. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, John. Of course. And so uh, for people who may not have caught you the first time around, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and and how you do help law firms in this area. All right. So it's um, Chris Mullins, IntakeAcademy.com. And I'm known as the phone sales doctor. Um, Primary focus area has been intake for like 30 years now. Um. And I would say probably the last 20 years, it's also been attorneys and negotiations and paralegal and client care. So what happened was uh, through all intake training that we do inbound, outbound, when managing partners would sit in on the classes, they realized that a lot of the skills being taught were needed in other areas. So, you know, for client retention. Um, So, yeah. And, uh, our main focus is conversion oh, and for clients, it's retention. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, and I think, you know, when a lot of law firm owners, they're starting to think about the different roles in their company, they they kind of maybe get a little tunnel vision on it. They, you know, they kind of look at things very rigidly, you know, okay, well, my intake person, that's just another word for receptionist. And I think, you know, and you tell a lot of people like it's, it can also be kind of a sales role, which sounds kind of strange, you know, especially for me when I first got into this, you know, I didn't think of a law firm needing a salesperson in, in a same way that maybe like, uh, you know, a company that sells physical products would, but, you know, you kind of, you know, say that there's a lot of in that. So what, what does a sales role or, you know, even a sales sort of approach look like in a law firm? Well, the law firms, they're spending huge sums of marketing dollars Mm -hmm. at leads to get into the firm either by chat or web forms or phone. So if you're doing that, then you have a business that that has a a profit and you have a bottom line, you have responsibilities. And so you're not going to spend that kind of money if you don't have a system in place to convert. 
And when yeah. you convert, converting is sales. And it's that simple. It's that. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. I mean, you can't get yeah. away from it. <laughs> that's what yeah. that's what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think a lot of law firm owners, if they, if they do see something as sales or even just kind of the leads that they generate, they see it almost exclusively as inbound sales. You know, it's, it's, you know, they're, they're waiting for the people to come to them. Maybe they're doing some marketing to try to, you know, get people into that funnel. But in generally, generally a lot of them probably see it as exclusively inbound sales, uh-huh. right. but there is an element of outbound sell, sales as well for a law firm. And so, you know, how can a firm's intake team make that happen? The outbound part, you mean? Yeah. Well, so uh, before I go there, though, I just want to kind of emphasize that yeah. um, inbound inbound calls is it's inbound sales. So we right. asked people to call us, they called, and so that's selling. We want to convert them. It's, it's not a done deal just because they called. And so right. the outbound part is, you know, chasing because mm-hmm. not everybody is going to say yes, like right away, just because they called you. It's not a guarantee. And um, so you want to have a process in place where you're chasing, which is picking up the phone. And so it's outbound by doing that. And um, it's not easy just because they called you initially, because the moment they hang up, you know, there's a lot of, there's an emotional gap there where we're losing them. Like TikTok, 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 we're, we're losing them. And um, most intake departments are not set up to be able to do both inbound, outbound, or have an outbound team because they we just haven't gotten there yet. But the problem with that is if we don't if we don't call Mary, if it's 10 o'clock on Monday and Mary didn't sign and we don't call her back to check in at 12 o'clock, we're gonna lose her. We yeah. probably already yeah. did lose her, but we're gonna lose her. And so outbound sales, chasing, there's all yeah. kinds of different ways to do outbound. Um yeah. You know, if you're doing digital marketing, your leads are coming in, you're not by the phone, right? A lot of yeah. them. Well, you need to, de- you definitely need to be pretty aggressive with those. And those are yeah. even harder to call. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you because, you know, I mean, I've even seen this kind of in my own personal experience. Um, you know, I've told this story a bunch of times when I got uh, a traffic ticket and I was looking for a law firm to handle it. You know, a lot of people, you know, when they don't have an immediate need, a lot of people are going to be sending out feelers to different law firms. You know, they're going to fill out web forms on several different law firm websites. And it's usually not a hundred percent of the time, but the majority of the time, it's usually the law firm that reaches out first to respond to that is the one that, that ends up getting that business. Right. Speed to lead. Mm -hmm. It's all about speed to lead. And, and you got to keep in mind something that Prospective clients that are reaching out to your firm, however they got in, whatever the entry point is, they're consumers like you and me. Yeah. And we all shop, right? You know, if yeah. I'm going to go buy a car, I'm not going to call one dealership. Yeah. We, we all shop. If I'm looking for a roofer, I'm going to call a few of them. Yeah. And it's whoever whoever handles me the, the best over the phone and acts like they're happy and they want their business and and they they ask for the sale. They're the ones that are going to win. I think the number is. I don't know if this is one hundred percent accurate still because it might be a little bit old. But I believe it's like um, prospective clients are going to call three to five of your competitors before yeah. they make their yeah. funnel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, and especially for us as a marketing company, like the stuff that we do will only get you to a certain point, right? At some point, we basically have to hand off the responsibility to you. Like it's our job to drive people to your website and it's our job to design a website that, you know, gets people to fill out that form. But once they do that, there's really not much else we could do. And so when you talk about, you know, the the ROI of your marketing and you talk about, well, oh, well, you know, my firm hasn't grown or I'm not getting, you know, enough clients. It's, you know, I think this is one of the places where you have to look at where sometimes it's not, it's not that the marketing was doing something wrong. It's that you lost out on a lot of these opportunities because you weren't quick enough or you didn't have someone on your team reaching out quick enough to get these people to actually book that consultation and sign that retainer. 100%. I would recommend that marketing companies, what they do is they add to their checklist, uh, you know, when they work with a new or even before they sign up another law firm and say, these are this is the audit we're going to do to mm-hmm. diagnose how things are going before we can say, not just you say I do, but before I say I do. Yeah. And we're going to check intake. And because for a marketing agency, you want to make sure you want to you want to know that they they have a team and they can convert and if they don't it doesn't even make sense because they're just going to come back to you and be like well why aren't we converting yeah yeah absolutely so let's let's then imagine that okay we have a law firm here they have someone in this intake role what are just some basic skills or you know even like personality traits or characteristics or something that make that that an intake specialist at a law firm needs to have uh they need to be okay with the s word sales and mm-hmm. the s word script they've got to be okay with that um and you know their their mindset is they need to you know, like if you ask them out of the blue hey what, what what's what's the desired outcome of your job what is it mm-hmm. you you want them to say conversion most will not. So you want them to have a sales mindset. Um, you want them to obviously have a customer service mindset. Um, you want them to be able to handle rejection. You want them to be able to uh, understand that their voice and their tone and the cadence in which they speak has a big, it plays a big factor in the relationship game. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really want to hire people that say, I love people. I just, I love people. And I love talking on the phone because most people say that they're just, they're looking for a customer service job, not really a sales job. Mm. And so you want to dig a little bit and because that's the typical answer. And you just want to dig a little bit and find out what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. They can be great with customer service, but they also have to be okay with metrics and scripts and goals and monitoring and getting feedback and handling criticism mm-hmm. and having goals and, you know, really, really a very strong focus on sales. And if, yeah, so those are, you've got to hire those people. Those are the people you have. Yeah. Well, what's interesting to me, and, I, and I'm, and I'm really curious to get your thoughts on this and, and how you coach, you know, business owners on this, you know, in my experience, a lot of really good salespeople have the the communication skills. They they are able to establish that rapport with people. They're great at talking with people and all that. But a lot of them, I think, struggle with 
the details and, and keeping those notes and and doing the metrics and all of that. How do you how do you coach people on trying to find that balance or finding the right person who can you know who has as many of those skills? Well, I think I think well one thing is um I have never known a sales team in any business that didn't have sales people that were always getting in trouble. So the really <laughs> good salespeople, the ones that are converting and they're really good at it, first they know it. Yeah. But that's what they do well. All the other stuff, they don't and they're in trouble a lot, right? Mm. I mean, that's I mean it, <laughs> they're risk takers and that's what they do. They convert and that's what you hire them for. So the other things that are really important, I, I would say um, good salespeople are good about metrics because they that's how they make their money. Yeah. And goals and all of that, but all the other things that come with the job, they need to also do a good job. But that's that's up to leadership and management to provide the right training and across the board, like period. And we don't really have the best onboarding processes, really, in general. So yeah. if we just take care of the onboarding process and do a, the right thing and have a really good curriculum in place, that particular individual they'll be okay because they have the right training and then they have mentors and coaches in the department that are helping them because we want them to sell. Yeah. So we, we've got to take care of the rest for them. Right. So the one other question I had just kind of in this area, um, when you are like either posting for this job or you have this position in your firm, do you, advise that this is like a commission-based role or is it, you know, because like for me, I hear a sales position and someone's doing, you know, having a sales philosophy and mindset when they're doing this, I got to imagine then that there's some sort of, you know, bonus or some sort of stipulation in order to get them to convert that. Do you advise that this is more of a commission-based role then as an intake specialist or what do you suggest? No, I wouldn't say this type of selling um, where, where leads are being fed to you, mm -hmm. um, pretty, you know, high qualified basically because of the marketing, I wouldn't yeah. say to be at all commission, but I, I do feel that there needs to be a, a bonus plan in place, a spiff or, or something in place for, and everybody needs to have a goal. So there needs to be team yeah. goals and where the team is pushing each other so that they can get there and then individual goals, and there should be some sort of monetary reward for that, but don't make it easy. Don't, mm. don't, don't make it easy. I mean, it's, this is selling. And so, yeah. you know, you've, you've got to know what their baseline is and then, and then just push them to go, to go further. But yeah, I think that, but not, not all say, not all commission, not hundred percent commission. Got it. No. Okay. Yeah. No, it's just, it's just interesting. Cause like, you know, and just me in my mind and, and thinking about, yeah, you know, especially right. like how our sales team is here and how, and, and I understand how that's structured. And so it's just interesting kind of seeing like how it might be different, even just for the clients that we serve. And so, um, yeah. you know, it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think like just have different levels of um, mm -hmm. like a bonus for them. So, you know, everybody meets the goal, you get this, but when you exceed, you get this and then maybe, and then even would be great is, when they get retainers signed and these are high level cases, yeah, really big ones, then there should be a little bit more for that. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. No, I agree for sure. And so kind of on the other side of that, you know, as the the owner, obviously these are people that you're managing and I I feel like a lot of managers when it comes to managing like the the intake role Obviously, the best way to kind of really gauge how well of a job they're doing is to listen to some call recordings. But Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of managers are hesitant to do that for one reason or another. I have no idea why, because it's such a great tool to provide feedback. So what do you then advise? Like, what does that rhythm look like for like monitoring or auditing calls? Like, what, what should you be listening for or anything? Because like, I know... Because as a business owner, you're going to really hone in and it's like, well, I would have said this differently or I would have done this differently and on, on probably every single thing. Like they're probably not going to get it 100% right every time. So how do you coach then business owners on how to kind of set that rhythm up for listening to call recordings and, and providing that feedback? Well, so first off, you you want to have an intake sales manager. Mm. You know, you it, it's all about selling. So if we do what we we tend to do um, is we just have a, a, a great person that can manage intake, mm-hmm. but they're not they're not even hired to be that sales manager. They're not going to think that way, right? And so that's just not going to be natural. It's not going to happen. And then you're going to have all kinds of other problems. So that's that's one thing. The other is that. What's what typically happens is we get great intake people, and then that that person gets promoted to supervisor or manager. But by default, it's only because mm-hmm. there's a hole in the department and things are falling apart, and we need somebody. Oh, Mary, she's been here long enough. Let her go do it. So now we have somebody that has no idea what's going on, let alone the call monitoring. And the other thing that's happening is that. You have Mary, um, called manager, leader, supervisor, whatever you want to call that person, and every you know a consultant like Chris Mullins or somebody else comes in and they say, everybody agrees. Oh yeah, well yeah, we're going to listen to calls. That's really really important. It never happens because Mary is doing a bunch of other things, so not even managing the department, reports, all kinds of stuff. So now she's completely doesn't even have the time to do it. So the first thing is top down, again, the mindset has to be sales, sales manager, and let the sales manager monitor calls and help the team and coach them, let them convert, figure out another way to take care of all the other things. I mean, you can have assistants, you can have people that grow into other positions, they start here, there's other things that you can do, but the most important thing to conquer is the sales and the conversion and the monitoring. And then as far as teaching using the monitoring, one of the best ways to do it would be to um, you have they, they have the technology where you I could be the sales manager, the intake sales manager, and I could be listening to a call live while you're on the phone, John, talking yeah. to Mrs. Smith. And then I could, there's a whisper and I could just tell you what to say when you're in trouble and you're struggling and Mrs. Smith won't hear it. So that's the, the primo best right do that with management by walking around too because as you're walking around your presence 
is there, that that vibration of your presence is being felt by everybody. It's going to mo- motivate them more. And then you can watch their body language and see is somebody like, <laughs> like, do we have a problem somewhere, which, which helps with the calls. That's yeah. the best. But if you can't do that, if you don't have that system in place, which I really don't think they're that expensive anymore um, yeah. to do that, then just listen to calls however you, you can do it, whether it's at your desk or you access the call recordings. And yeah. listen for tone of voice. Mm-hmm. Listen for language and words that are being used. Does it sound like that intake specialist wants to be on the call? Mm-hmm. Or they don't want to be on the call? Do, do, yeah. they, do they sound like, yeah, you know what I mean, Mary? So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's up to you. Do they sound like that? Or do they sound like, you made the right decision calling. You're not alone anymore. You don't have to look any further. I'm going to send you the retainer right now. Yeah. So, what what are you hearing and what do you feel as the monitor when you're listening to the calls? How does it make you feel? Because you're a person too, right? Yeah. And are we asking for sales or are we just kind of like question, answer, question, answer, question, answer? Are we, are we on our way to converting from the beginning to the middle to the end? Or are we just stuck? with question, answer, question, answer, question, answer, and we're never even going to get to the rest. Do we understand the person's um, emotional pain? Mm-hmm. Did they did they reveal what it was before we even asked it? And we didn't listen for the opportunity and stop everything and put the brakes on and jump on it and talk about it? Yeah. So those are, I mean, those are, those are some things that you really want to think about. And, and then, the, then there's a formula that I teach called PAS, Problem Agitate Solution. It's not something that I develop. It's way old school. Um, So pass, Problem Agitate Solution. Have you taught your intake team how to identify the real problem? It's not the car accident. It's everything that's unfolding, how their life is falling apart. Specifically, I used to take my mother to chemo every Tuesday morning, and now I can't. And now there's nobody else because I don't have a car. And she's not going to chemo. Yeah. And when they identify the problem, did they agitate it and repeat it back and instill some urgency? And then did they solve it? Yeah. By sending the retainer. So those are like the things you want to think about. Yeah. And then one final thing I want to ask you about, you know, because I know a, a lot of our audience probably utilizes this um, as a vendor, but like some of these receptionist companies out there who, uh, you know, have the virtual receptionist, do you have any experience in working with them on behalf of a law firm or have you coached any law firm owners on how to work with a vendor like that? Or do you really just prefer someone who's in-house and in that position? Well, so we're always coaching the law firm on how to communicate and work and build a partnership and a relationship with the call centers. Mm, I mean, we're we're teaching them. They're your team. Here's how you have to act um, with them and hold them accountable. So that's that. Um, I a hundred percent believe that it's better for your law firm to have your own team. I mean, you're going to, you're going to get much more with your own team than you are with a call center that's working with a gazillion law firms. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can't they can't really dedicate themselves to you, but your own team can. So yeah. I highly recommend your own team. I highly recommend hiring virtual 
and um, have your own virtual call center, if you will, your own virtual intake sales team 24 seven, 365 days of the year. People have accidents and have DOI and criminal issues and everything at one in the morning and three in the morning, <laughs> these things yeah. happen. So, yeah. so yeah. just do it. it. And it's also a lot more inexpensive than it is to have a call center, you know, somebody else's call center. That's the way to go hundred um, percent. But as a last, last, last resort, okay, maybe you need to have the call center, maybe for an emergency backup, but you have to treat them like they're your team and listen to those calls and hold yeah. them accountable. Awesome. Well, uh, how can people learn more about you and Intake Academy and, and all the ways that you help? Right. You can go to intakeacademy.com. You can email Chris at intakeacademy.com. And you can opt in to download my book for free when you go to intakeacademy.com and you'll get a couple of great articles. And you'll also receive our weekly Monday morning email stimulator. Awesome. Yeah. And I mean, I know that you have a ton of great resources, uh, you know, especially dedicated lawyers. I know you've contributed some really great articles to our website uh, just around just the intake specialist role. And so definitely recommend checking out everything that Chris has going on there. One final question for you before we wrap up here. If you had one final piece of advice for our listeners, what would it be? Just one. Listen to your calls and give feedback to the team. That's it. If you just do that one thing, your conversion will improve. Little hinges swing big doors. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, you know, I can't recommend, you know, just the ongoing coaching to your intake team enough just because it makes the stuff that we do look that much better. But (laughs) yeah, that's just, that's me being selfish there. But yeah, really appreciate you coming on, uh, sharing all this great insight as always. And that's going to do it for us here this week. Uh, If you have not done so yet, please leave a rating and review for the show. And that's it. Chris, thanks so much. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to spotlightbranding.com slash center stage.